Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about. In your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit score grows, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or home. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Bill Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members of FDIC, out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now. Here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on WMR.FM. It's Jim Hedger from uh, Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from uh, Beanstalk Internet Marketing and uh, Weights and Measure. I'm sorry, Weights didn't mean, Dave, I'm so sorry. Um, it's a uh, somber day. We're... Um, not really going to be talking a lot about the search world as we normally would because um, nothing in the world really matters today. Um, as uh, anyone listening live will uh, will understand, this podcast was recorded live on the day that Russia invaded Ukraine. And um, we have uh, joining us... Um, Two members of the of the search community uh, from Ukraine, both living in Kiev. Uh, Igor, uh, I'm sorry if I get your name wrong, Igor. Igor uh, uh, Shulesko is a Russian-speaking Ukrainian living in Kiev. He's a brand ambassador for uh, Serpstat, co-founder of RankUp, and co-owner of HMEO, Uh He has a friend translating for him. Anton Schulke is head influencer, is head of influencer marketing at Duda, the highly uh, highly SEO friendly CMS platform. Originally from Moscow, Anton lives in Kiev, Ukraine. Both of us join us live from Kiev, and uh, Igor and Anton, welcome to Webcology. I, I wish you could be here under better circumstances. Um, starting with Anton, um, how are you guys doing? Well. <laughs> I, I, I really don't, yeah, yeah, I've been asked this question today probably uh, 200 times or 200 zillion times. I don't know what to say. Uh, well, the good news, we haven't been bombed yet, but looks like uh, the all good news ended up here. Igor, how about, how about where you are? Are you in a safe place? Yeah, I'm in a safe place. We're not bombed. 
у нас пока тихо. So yeah, he says we're in a safe place, we're not being bombed, and for now it's calm. Earlier today, um, residents of uh, Kharkiv, the, the second largest city in Ukraine, woke up to find that the internet wasn't there, had been cut off. Um, about, according to Wired magazine, about half the half the city suffered an internet outage. How about in Kiev? Are you are you guys still able to communicate with the outside world? Are you still getting news coming in, and you're able to 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 put news out? Yeah, well, obviously we are here, so and we are in Kiev, so internet works perfectly. Uh, no no problem with internet so far. Okay, how how um. Is it uh, on on the ground? Like, do you? We know that Russian troops are are in Chernobyl and they're moving towards uh, towards the capital. What expectations do you have? Mm, I, I'm not military expert, so I'm not not, not going to really pronounce on, on this kind of things. Unfortunately, I think Russians much closer than Chernobyl, so uh, well expectations. Uh, Well, it's all very confusing because different parts always claiming different uh, achievements. So, so as I said, I'm, I'm not military expert, not gonna, and we don't really have full information. But so far, it doesn't look very well if you talk about military, military part of all the things. Igor, um, as a um, as an entrepreneur and a, a business person, somebody whose uh, whose business stretches beyond the border borders of Ukraine, um, what are you thinking about the coming days, weeks, months? How are are you even thinking about? Are you able to think about your business right now or businesses? Vlad, можешь мне помочь? Я немного не ловил суть. Да, он спросил, как ты себя чувствуешь сейчас вот с этим обострением и как предпринимателю, который есть бизнес в разных странах, как ты себя чувствуешь и что ты вообще думаешь? Какие у тебя есть, может быть, проблемы? Я проснулся сегодня в 6 утра, в 6.30 утра. Первое, что я начал делать, это выплачивать всем своим сотрудникам деньги. So he woke up today at 6.30 a.m. in the morning and he started paying all of his employees uh, all their salaries. Мы заморозили все проекты, мы приостановили все проекты и написали всем клиентам, что мы фризимся до середины воскресенья. So they froze all the projects and they also informed uh, all of their clients that they will be... Um, They won't be working uh, until uh, next Sunday. So we're not looking too far ahead. Uh, we're hoping for the best and we're thinking for now that uh, we're looking at Sunday and then that's the day where we can give more news. On, on, on your side, like it's, it's, it's a big ocean away. I know that despite what the intelligence was, was sort of saying, I was still surprised. Like I was, I was still surprised that this happened, even though we were sort of warned. Was it the same there or, or, or was this more expected where 
were you as surprised as say I was um, when this happened? I think we were in denial like you you were uh, because it was all omens were there. It was very, very clear. As, as I said, 10,000 times, I'm not a military expert, but it was clear. It's not just, just for, for, for going round and round. Uh, but still, we were in denial, and uh, we couldn't really believe it could, could possibly happen. It never happened in my life. I was the first, my first day in the, in the war. But actually, talking about war, Ukraine has been in a war since 2014, and I never really thought about that because war was somewhere there. Uh, 100 kilometers away in Donbass, but people were in my today's position since 2014, and and we, we got it today. That's a really interesting sort of perspective on things, and when we're talking about those distances, that's actually very close, like for, from, from where I guess I, I live in, like, can't, well, no, Ukraine is, is a massive country too, um, so that's actually very close, and I, I I didn't think of that. And that's very actually enlightening for me and, and for our audience to go, right. This has actually been going on. It just moved a little bit and, and, and is on a much broader scale now um, than, than it was before. I want to tell about uh, uh, what's coming on in our SEO chats in Telegram. Yeah. Uh, uh, I will continue in Russian. Telegram uh, и там тысячи людей сидят. Можешь продолжать всю мысль, я а, тебя перейду. У нас есть несколько телеграм-чатов, и там сидят несколько тысяч людей. И сегодня веб-мастера очень сильно поделились. Есть веб-мастера, которые с России и которые поддерживают агрессию. И для нас, как для украинцев, как для ребят, которые занимаются в одной нише, это было действительно большим шоком. So, uh, we have a few Telegram uh, groups in our uh, SEO community in Eastern Europe. Um, we have a few thousand people. One of them is about four or five thousand uh, members. And today, during the attacks, the communities, uh, the, the admins of the communities split into two camps. There were a few people that were pro-Russian aggression. And for us, as Ukrainians, it's a big shock because we work with these people uh, for many years back to back. So this is a very decisive moment and a big shock for us. Нам пришлось приостановить работу всех телеграм-чатов, и они сейчас заморожены, чтобы не раздувалась эта агрессия. Очень много зашло ботов, которые начали писать о том, что Украина сдается, что уже города украинские взяты, и поэтому, чтобы не было разжигания всего этого, мы приостановили все работы в телеграм-чатах. We have uh, frozen all the Telegram chats because we've had, uh, we were running into an issue that a lot of people uh, were coming in um, and it was getting quite aggressive. Also, we suspect we had a lot of um, Russian bots, which would come in and they would spread just false propaganda, fake news, saying that Ukrainian soldiers are giving up, um, the cities are conquered and stuff like this. So we put a stop to it um, to not uh, instill any more fear into people. You bring up an interesting, well, interesting, I guess, a valid or relevant part of this 
this discussion. Um, over here, um, we hear about the Russian, the pro-Russian support in, in certain regions. What's it like in, in Kiev? Like, I, I know sort of some of the, the regions and are stronger than others. What is the support and how strong is it? How, how is that balance playing out? Vlad, um, So, uh, Igor asked, uh, asked me to reply. So, um, uh, just as a, a little bit of background information, I'm a Belgian citizen living in Ukraine. I'm also native Ukrainian-Russian. So, uh, I'm giving interview. I gave like 10 interviews for the Belgian media today. Um, the thing is, uh, Ukraine uh, is indeed very, um, it's uh, very, very big and vast and different. Some people are very pro-Ukrainian and Ukrainian speaking. Some people are pro-Russia, Russian speaking. Now, in Kiev, um, Kiev is obviously the capital. Uh, do we have people supporting Russia in the Russian world? Yes, we do. Do we like them? Do we accept them? No, we don't. Do they have the freedom to do so? Yes, they do. Now, all of the community, as I see now, are very, very, very much worried about what's happening. And we're all against Russian aggression. Whatever we have, we're all against Russian aggression. And we will, we're all resisting and trying to stay put, trying to inform each other and help each other in any way possible. This must be incredibly painful for, uh, for people with friends, family, business relations, um, just the stuff of life that crosses the border. The, the nearest analog I can think of as a Canadian would be the United States invading Canada. We have an incredible trade relationship. We have uh, very similar cultures. We have, cro have cross-border businesses, marriages, friendships, and families. And um, this must be ripping, just ripping uh, people apart. And it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a terribly, terribly sad thing. Um, how... I, I, I think of some of the great, the great um, businesses in, in the search world that are based in Russia, based in Kiev, based in, uh, in, uh, in North America. Do you guys see a path moving forward past this? Like, um, it's, it's just like, it's just such a very painful place to be, but we, uh, yeah. Um, I'm not even sure how to phrase the question, but there's just so many cross, cross, border relationships between Russia and, and Ukraine. Is this repairable? It is difficult. Yeah, it is difficult. We got to a point when uh, we don't want to be liberated. I'm, I'm using inverted commas, <laughs> but I'm using inverted commas. Yeah, we don't. I'm, I'm a Russian speaker as well, and I, I, uh, I grew up in Moscow, but I don't want to be liberated here by Russian troops. And uh, probably most of the people don't want to be liberated. But of course, I don't have any any, any stat on it. So uh, I used to work for Semrush, and Semrush is originally a Russian company with still very big office in St. Petersburg. I got a lot of people came to me privately and said that they don't don't support war and we're still friends and, and everything. It's it's what I hear today. How, Igor, if I can, how do you feel about that, man? Me? How, how do you feel about that, Igor? With again, so many cross-border relationships and friendships. Um, how, how do you move forward? Игорь, он говорит, ну, с таким, как бы, у тебя микрофон выключен, с такими отношениями, как есть у России и Украины, как мы вообще будем двигаться дальше в будущем с тем, что сейчас все произошло? Mm -hmm. 
Нет мысли. Мы на, я на данный момент не думаю об этом. Я на данный момент... Ну, ситуация развивается стремительно. Моя мама живет в фронтовой зоне. Там подбили 15 танков рядом с ее домом. Это город Шостый, рядом с Канутопом. А моя тетя живет в Мариуполе. Рядом, рядом, рядом с домами, куда бабахнула и развалила несколько домов. И я про отношения сейчас, как у нас будет, я не думаю. И, наверное, подумаю только об этом завтра или послезавтра. И я не знаю, когда я буду об этом думать. У меня нет мысли. So uh, he says uh, he's not really thinking about any relation, possible relationships right now because um, uh, the situation is escalating really, really very rapidly. Um, his mom uh, lives uh, next to houses that are being attacked. Uh, city is called Shosta. Uh, so her mom, her tanks being destroyed near her house. Um, his aunt lives in Mariupol. Mariupol is where, um, the, where the battle is happening. Um, so their houses and the houses nearby are being bombed. Uh, he's not in the mood to think about relationships with Russia or, or businesses or Russians. All he wants is for his family to be safe. So I'm, I'm sorry to have asked. Um, over here, there's a sense of um, impotence. Um, we want to help, but we have no idea what we can do. Um, I'm not sure even from a, from a business perspective or a humanitarian perspective or a lobbying our government's perspective, but gentlemen, what can people in the SEO community, the, the search community over who aren't in Ukraine, who are there in Europe, in, in, in the UK, in North America, how, is there any way we can reach out and help? I don't think it's, it's sorry. Okay. I don't think it's possible okay. right now. Yeah. And even, even the previous question when you ask how it's going to be, we, we don't know. We don't know what's, what's going to happen tonight. Honestly. Yeah. 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 This is, this is a worst case scenario. I don't know what will happen in a couple of hours. I don't know what will happen in 24 hours. And you're asking a question, uh, what we're going to think. Uh, uh, in the future. In terms of SEO committee, as I said, I have absolutely massive amount of friends in SEO community in the West, mostly in the United States, in the United Kingdom, and probably I've been asked today I don't know how many how many times. What can uh, can we do? Some people offer money. Some people offer flat uh, and, and everything. I, what I can just say, I, I just put heart And that's it. Say thank you very much for asking. Nothing you can do. Not today, not tomorrow. Maybe in a month's time something will, will be stabilized and stabilized. Yeah. And we we could go forward and you can maybe help us or something or, or, or something like that. But nothing today. SEO doesn't work against tanks, full stop. Well, could you tell guys about uh Mm. So what you could do is uh, Ukraine has a few charities you could donate money to. Uh, the money goes directly into um, uh, to our soldiers. And also there's a whole like a budget. So we get the budget. They have an open and transparent spending uh, where the money goes to. So um, uh, two days ago in one day we collected uh, $700,000. 
Um, so if you if you if any of you want to help, if you, even if you just send one dollar, you already did your part. Um, I will send the link below. It's uh, savelife.in.ua. You go to that website, you choose the English language, you press on donate, and you can just send uh, any amount you like. Um, that would that would be the only thing I guess you could do. And that's I appreciate to, if if you could drop in the link, and we'll repeat later in the show um, the URL as well uh, because that's that's great advice or, or great a great tip. Um, something just because I, I I don't often have the opportunity to chat with the, the people that I that I am right now, so so I have to ask. Um, I as as a Canadian have been frustrated by my government and and other governments' response. Like I sort of view economic sanctions as that's all well and good. Uh, but Putin will play that out, right? Like he, he'll just play that out and governments will change and people will forget. And then the sanctions will be lifted. Like that's sort of how I view that. Is that the right take? And, and are you in the Ukraine as, as like sort of frustrated with the outside world going, this is actually like a real aggression from a real superpower and you're just letting it happen. What what is a question? It is real. I, I, I think it, what Dave is asking is: um, Are you frustrated with us that we couldn't do anything about it? Obviously, we are. Yeah, and obviously, West—that's what we call collective West, not yeah. not Canada personally. Uh, collective West, which is big, mostly big and powerful country like United States, of course, United Kingdom and uh, Germany and France could do much more. And for example, as I was saying uh, many, many times that sanctions are prepared. And today, well, what happened today? Invasion is here. Uh, and only I think only UK came with a sanction, particular, uh, very clear sanctions. So um, I, I don't know, but the yeah, United States always, yeah, we, we, we will talk to partners and everything. And we obviously we can clearly uh, see there is uh, so some it's uh, some countries more against it, some countries less against. So obviously, Germans they prefer to look at the business relationship and everything. And uh, it's it's not only superpower, but uh, Western Europe cannot do without Russian gas and oil right now. Just just cannot do. They cannot stop buying it today. So they financing the war. That, that's actually a very interesting point is we've sort of put ourselves in the spot, the collective West, not just like me in Canada, but like because we've got plenty of oil, but the collective West, the reliance um, on them. And then, of course, there's other countries as well, China, whatnot. They're also buying, um, you know, oil from there and probably wouldn't stop, um, you know, for, for also think like but also think about it. We're uh, we're at war for eight years. Nobody has helped us in eight years. So why stop now? I mean, we can handle. We can we can do this. The Ukrainian the Ukrainian army has killed about three three thousand Russian soldiers soldiers today. They can we can defend ourselves. Yeah, we hope that you can. And it's uh, frustrating as hell uh, to be sitting over here. Not my, being able my, to. My, my I say something. I disagree yeah. that uh, West uh, collective West. Uh, didn't help us, uh, and I I also partially blame to Ukrainian government because they didn't fight corruption and all the bloody things we, which we do have. 
uh, here. So we should we I mean I mean uh, people in power in Ukraine they had all this time and they didn't do enough. So always the West look at it and was very reluctant to help. So I, I do understand this, this, this part, part as well. And this is a, actually, we only can blame our, our government, consecutive governments. Agree. There is speculation in the West that after um, the Orange Revolution, after the, 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 the very corrupt government was overthrown and uh, fled to Russia and, 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 and a new less corrupt government was, was put in that, that, that Russia's trying to install a puppet state. Um, is, is, is that what you, what you guys think is happening? Is that, do, you, do, do you think that's, that's Putin's end, end goal? Он спросил, что вы думаете случится, если Россия придет в Киев, то они хотят ли они заменить правительство на какое-то коррупционированное пророссийское правительство? The goal for this particular invasion, or they call it military operation, uh, the goal to, he kind of men, men, mentioned two goals. First, demilitarization of Ukraine, and second, he called it denazification from Nazi, Nazi, yeah, like a German Nazi, yeah. For, for, uh, uh, because uh, Putin personally, and probably his, uh, his government thinks that uh, we have Nazis uh, running this country, which is not true from my point of view, but obviously if they uh, get to power here, Russians, they obviously will change the government. Я думаю, что основная цель Путина это все-таки президент и правительство. Я думаю, что они делают все возможное, чтобы дойти к городовому кварталу, где сидит правительство, и по сути захватить власть. Что будет дальше, непонятно. Скорее всего, захотят поставить свое правительство. So Igor doesn't even think that um, the Russia's target will probably be to replace the pre- to get to the Ukrainian government building and replace uh, the people in charge with the people that will work for them. And then, you know, we can't really look into the future, but that's a possible, uh, that's a possible scenario, yes. Okay, um, guys, um, as, as, as you can probably guess, we're, we're tech interviewers. We don't often do interviews like this, certainly not with people who are in immediate peril. And it's, um, it's, 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 it's a uh, just weird, weird reality and a strange, strange set of questions to be asking. Um, I don't want to keep you longer. I know that you guys, you guys all have things you need to do like right now. Um, is yeah. there anything, any messages you want to get out or anything you want to tell people? Um, and then, and before you do one last thing, when it is time to help on behalf of, uh, of everybody out here, um, the moment it's time to help you say so, and, and we want to be there. But in the meantime, is there anything you guys want to say to the outside world? Влад, можешь сказать, он хочет, чтобы мы тебе сказали что-то всему миру, у нас теперь есть возможность, верно? Окей. 
Да, он спросил, что бы ты хотел сказать западному миру, какое-то последнее слово, что бы ты хотел от них вообще получить или услышать. Могут ли они как-то помочь? Для тех, кто верит в Бога, молитесь, пожалуйста, за Украину. У кого, ну, кто имеет такую мысль. У кого на сердце помочь деньгами Украине. Мы сейчас сильно нуждаемся в этом, потому что надо закупать технику, надо закупать кровь, надо много чего делать. Для всех остальных. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. Miami is more than beaches, palm trees, and fun in the sun. It's home every year to the Miami Book Fair, celebrating its 39th year of hosting authors and readers from around the world, November 13th through the 20th. Join us in downtown Miami at the Wolfson campus of Miami-Dade College. Connect with over 500 authors reading from their books in English, Spanish, French, and Creole, answering questions and signing hard copies. The 2022 edition of the Miami Book Fair welcomes everyone of all ages to come together, meet, and make new friends, exchange ideas, and discover one's next favorite author let's explore discover and learn together featured authors will include award-winning novelists anthony horowitz ben mesrich craig johnson danny shapiro elena shapiro jimmy attenberg poet sandra cisneros and authors writing about the trending topics of the day lisa genova jerry stahl marie brenner mark kurlansky Samantha Cole, Stacey Schiff, Katie Tour, and many others. For more information, please visit MiamiBookFair.com. Follow the fair at Miami Book Fair and join the conversation hashtag Miami Book Fair 2022. Будет очень здорово, если вы, ну, как минимум, напишите у себя в Фейсбуке, в Твиттере, потому что вы против войны и поддерживаете Украину. Uyghur says, uh, first of all, for those who uh, are religious, who believe in God, please do pray for Ukraine. Um, for those who want to help uh, in any other way uh, today, if you ever felt the need to donate, do it today. This is the most, this is, this is critical. We need all the money, all the ammo, all the blood. We need to buy supplies. We need to help uh, our army. Uh, for all other people, um, please do write a message of support, Twitter, Facebook, uh, whatever you have, Instagram, share a story. Do act upon uh, Russian aggression. Do condemn it. Do not let this just go by. Uh, don't be silent. 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit less practical, more philosophical. Uh, uh, every day goes war somewhere and we don't care. Uh, today, war come to us, we do care. Uh, I hope war will never come to you guys, yeah. but do, do care today. And I'm not talking about only Ukraine, because as I said, war in Ukraine was for eight years, and I only start care today. And I kind of didn't care people in Donbass. Why should I care? What's what I thought. And so now I feel absolutely horrible about that. So war, I'm pretty sure, will never come to Canada. But still, think about it. Uh, gentlemen, we're going to have to we're going to have to leave it at that. Um, thank you both so much for uh, spending time, and, and and Vlad, the translator, thank you for being here. Um, Igor Sholesko and Anton uh, Sholky, again, stay safe. And gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for, for having us. Yeah. <sighs> that, I've uh, Dave. I've never, ever, ever done an interview like that before. It's um, yeah, but we've never had a war before. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> gentlemen. Uh, um, it's uh, emotionally hard to fathom that um, colleagues and friends of ours are are in immediate peril. If um, friends, if you're listening live, um, and I know there's a, there's a good a good chunk of you who are. Um, https save life dot in dot ua slash en slash donate again save life dot in dot ua slash en slash donate um go there make the donation and um do what do 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 we're do what we can we're going to um take a few seconds to, to reset ourselves. Um, we don't uh, do commercial breaks on Webcology, but um, I need a second to, uh, to to get myself back together again. I, uh, I can't imagine talking about Google and tech stuff and uh, technology right now. So um, a quick break. Um, we'll say goodbye to uh, to Anton and uh, Igor and, and Vlad, and uh, and move forward with it with the show. And gentlemen, again, please stay safe. Yeah, thanks, thank you very much for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much thank for taking the time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Stay safe. Bye bye. Bye bye. So, by the way, I just sent you a message that uh, came up us on Twitter that um, ABC News reporting now about sanctions. By the Biden yep. administration. So. Yeah, America has um, has uh, uh, leveled what are hopefully crippling sanctions on 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 Russia. Um, the UK took them out of the uh, SWIFT um, the SWIFT banking system. Uh, Canada has canceled all export licenses to uh, to Russia. So oh, all EU members and G7 members will participate in these sanctions as well. Okay, so you can throw we that in are... there and saying there's that's the actions the West is taking right now. But now we just have to see where how this whole thing plays out. Well, and here's something to understand: this is the beginning of the this is the first day of actions that we're taking. This um, our governments haven't announced everything that they're prepared to do. Um, they they they're leaving room for escalation. I, I should hope at any rate. 
a reoccupation. This is not like this is new ground. It was a, a, a an area that became sovereign, and now the mother country wants to take it back. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Well, so, well, maybe yeah, maybe no, but it's sovereign. And as far as these people are concerned, they're sovereign peoples. They've been, there's a whole generation who've grown up um, only knowing that they're Ukrainian. Not knowing that the, that that Ukraine that the Ukraine was part of a failed state called the Soviet Union that had to break up. All right, and we're back, and now we get to uh, now we'll be chatting about you know what I, I can't help but just say some some slightly more light things as significant <laughs> as they may be to the industry that we work in specifically, mm-hmm. um, because regardless of what is happening in the world around us. Our industry just keeps plodding forward. Um, and, and so there are some things that for our, our listeners who are tuning in to go, what I want to hear about is what's going on in the SEO world, in the PPC world. Um, you know, we, we should maybe offer them a, a little something too. Um, so I'm going to start with one from the PPC world. Um, and you know what? It's because I just, we, we've, we've gone probably about 35 minutes into the show rightfully but we need to get it in there we haven't mentioned barry schwartz yet so i need to get that out of the way Uh, there we go so we've got um a a story uh from just a couple days ago over on um search engine roundtable um and it's it's one that i hadn't actually noticed before um like a sort of hiccup um it was not a hiccup because it's intentional um but inside of google shopping uh that i actually have a, a pretty big problem with and i again i'd never noticed it but once you notice it, you can't help but think of why it's horrible. Um, and the Google Shopping search, so going through the Merchant Center, getting your shopping results in there. We're not talking about organic. We're talking about the paid side of it. So like 97% of the traffic um, does not allow for excluding keywords. And I had never noticed that before. And the example that he put in there with a big like, I don't know why you would want these, but here you go, um, is yes, if you had um, wanting pants with no pockets for example you can't have shopping ads with like negative pockets if all you sell is pants with no pockets and and barry had rightfully said 
I am not sure why you would ever want pants with no pockets, but here you go. Uh, but you can't use those negatives um, in the campaigns and, and in the queries. And I found that very, very problematic, right? Like if you have shopping campaigns, especially where the query types that you might be attracting actually would necessitate um, negatives, um, you know, it, it could be a, a pretty big oversight. So I did find that interesting um, that Barry was mentioning it, um, which just sort of draws my eye more to, oh, right, need to really like look at the queries. At the end of the day, I've said it a hundred times on, on this show, I'm sure. Heck, we had Nava on chatted about it with her. At the end of the day, it's all about CPAs. Um, and do they produce CPAs? Shopping ads are great for that, but, uh, or, or in, in, at least in, on the campaigns that I've worked on, but it, it is a, uh, it, it is a pretty big problem. I think like I, I, you know me, I, I like when users can control or, or when some business owners can control as much as they can. Um, so just a little, little oddity that, uh, that Barry brought, uh, brought to light there that I was appreciative of. Indeed. Um, um, and you know what? On the same day, different publication. Now we're on search engine land. Still Barry Schwartz. Um, he's so everywhere. He's just everywhere. Uh, so also from two days ago, the we've talked about it on the show before, but here it is. Um, the page experience update for desktop started mm -hmm. uh, two days ago. So uh, this is going to be interesting. Uh, to to watch as uh, as it goes out, um, it's anticipated to be done by the end of March. Hello, Patrick, uh, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I got to tell you straight up, man. After spending two years tightening every bolt, battening every hatch, making sure this website is the fastest website on mobile, if I don't see a good desktop page experience. I am literally smashing my head on my desk. Literally, bang. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it is funny because a lot of us, like, despite what they say about mobile, I, I, I'm I'm as guilty as anybody else. My first tests are always desktop. I understand that that's the wrong way, and I do always do my mobile tests as well. Um, but my my default, and I think it's because traditionally I've been B two B and and worked with. Um, Companies that do most of their transactions um, on B2B is desktop almost exclusively. I, I, exactly. Like um, so my default is always desktop, but that doesn't change how things are indexed, right? Like, as we all know, like just because my user, it, it's like I view, you know, if all you are is a restaurant with a menu on your website, you don't really need HTTPS, right? <laughs> like, you're not taking any data that actually matters here. But here we are, right? And, and it's the same as this. You may, 3% of your traffic may come in from desktop and all of them bounce because you don't have the service they care about uh, when they're on, when they're on uh, mobile. But um, that doesn't change the fact that indexing worked out that way. Anyway, um, so just for, for folks to know, this is happening. What I'm going to be really interested in is there's a bunch of tools and, and you know, I'm like, I use SEMrush um, as one of them where I'll, track my rankings on both um, mobile and and desktop. I'm going to be interested to see if there's, um, you know, if this widens the gap between the two um, and, and allows for that, or does it shrink the gap? So does it move like people who are doing great on both, what, what happens, or people who like, uh, you know, might have been being rated on their mobile and now get some benefits from their desktop? Like, how, how does this all play out? Or do they put more stringent requirements on desktops going, people have that, you know, sort of, access to speed um, so they can they can have this experience or I guess not stringent but like you know, different um, 
you know, sort of speed requirements? Do they tighten on mobile now that, you know, it, it, they're counting desktop as separate or, or what happens? I'm going to be really interested Core to Web see Vitals uh, are pretty much the same desktop and mobile. Like yeah. the same, same, same numbers. Um, so I don't know if there'll be a difference, but I, I, I work with, I work with an agency that does, primarily does B2B. Mm-hmm. And the dev team hates me for this. They just, I mean, they, they see me coming a mile away. And they're just like, oh, there, there's, there's Hedger again. Oh, my God, he's going to say mobile. <laughs> We're going to hate him. They do that. I know this ahead of time. And uh, the vast majority of clients for this agency, like the, the very, they're all B2B. And I, I go through the stats and I share the stats and I, I, I blush every time I share them because it's always like 80% desktop, 20% uh, mobile. Mm-hmm. And you know, the the, uh, the the head dev just, you know, looks at me in meetings and goes, why doesn't Google just look at this stat and decide which to apply to the website? <laughs> you know, um, should it be measured in the desktop environment? Should it be measured in the mobile environment? I have one of our clients, over 86% of their traffic comes from mobile, but they're a B2C play, the only B2C play, and that's all mobile traffic. Right. Um, Google should be able to ascertain where the majority bulk of traffic comes from and figure out this is why they're making these decisions. Well, and maybe that's what they're doing here, right? Maybe they're just going, oh, okay, we're going to have like our, our generic search results and then we're going to, I'm simplifying here, but they're like, put them through this filter and go like, okay, speed matters X percent, right? Or, or an X factor, um, you know, and, and we're just going to pump it through desktop for this and, and mobile for this and just sort of let the searcher decide if they're on desktop, they get filter A. Well, I guess filter A, they get the multiple or multiplier of A. I'm calling it a multiplier wouldn't necessarily need to be. But, um, you know, and, and if they're coming in on mobile, um, they get Y and, and, you know, sort of treating it that way and going, OK, we're actually just going to let the device that the, the query is being performed on decide which of these two get used. And then they, the, the rankings will get adjusted based on that. Make it simple. Like, really? And also, do us SEOs a favor. We've been pushing your line forever, Google, and then it gets embarrassing sometimes. So, like, you know, throw us a bone, would you? Okay, here's the big one. The, the, uh, the acquisition of uh, OnCrawl by Bright Edge. Yeah. That's, uh, that's kind of seismic, eh? Yeah, I did not see that coming. And, you know, what? just to mention his name. Danny Goodwin reported that we, we we had him on just I guess it was about a month ago talking about mm-hmm. moving over to search engine land. Well, now we're reporting from Danny Goodwin at search engine land. Did he break? Um, did he break the story? Yeah, well, that's at least he was the one that covered it there, and that was the first place I saw it. So, um, you know, I, that's I'm guessing he did. Good on him. Uh, um, yeah. So, what do you think about that though? I mean, like Bright Edge was um, respected. But um, I think uh, with with uh, with OnCrawl and especially OnCrawl subscriber base, eh? Yeah, yeah. I think it's to me. I sort of view it as a very beneficial um, acquisition, and I mean that for the SEO community as a whole. Like certainly beneficial to both of those companies, uh, but beneficial to the SEO community as a whole. Normally, um, I like to see variety, right? Like the more individual companies the better. Um, but when you have one company, SEMrush, um, Dominic, and, and, and a great company, they, they produce, you know, I, I've mentioned them a few times, like I, I subscribe to them, right? Like they produce a good tool set. Um, but when you have one company that's kind of dominating everything, I'm liking to see some of the other companies merging and, and one acquiring the other, if for no other reason than to give them the resources 
mm-hmm. uh, to, to sort of keep competing at, at the same level, right? And, and to keep pushing, pushing forward because the stronger they are, the stronger Sam Rush is going to have to get and vice versa, right? When you end up well, with two, two players like that. Indeed, I, I, would, I would actually suggest it was uh, Sam Rush's um, bulk up from I guess, starting about two years ago. That, is, that has been the um, catalyst for um, a lot of other consolidation amongst the other tool and die makers. I call them tool and die makers, but, you know, across the other tool, tool, tool makers. Yeah. Yeah. And it is like I at the end of the day, like when I saw this, like I couldn't help but be. Now, it's funny uh, because I am more familiar with on crawl than bright edge. Like I, I've used on crawl. I haven't. I mean, I've, I've tootled around a little bit on trials with Bright Edge, but that's about it. And that was like a while ago. Um, so, but I, I, I'm still. I, I'm going to be really, really interested to see what happens. And and I think that's always um, in my mind, sort of the the more interesting story that we'll be reporting on months from now will be okay. X acquired Y what happened like when you merge these two technologies are they just the sum of their parts or do they become more than the sum of their parts uh, my hope of course is that they become more than the the sum of their parts and that okay once they can start taking their data points together and, and start mixing them in and take all of the great brains that work at both of them and, and get them working together do they end up producing something that is significantly more than what they each could have brought to the table. If you just, as of like yesterday, subscribe to both of them at the same time, do they merge to produce something better? And of course, what happens to the price point? Can I get both now for, for equal or less um, than I could? And if equal, what more am I getting for that? Because I, I didn't just subscribe to both perhaps. Um, so you're going to have to give me something more. So there, there's still a bunch of uh, questions on the table, but I, I'm, I'm loving um, what I'm sort of seeing. Great for, for them um, and, and for hopefully for all of the people working there. I don't know how that's all playing out yet, but um, hopefully it works out uh, well for all of the, the staff and, uh, and management over there. Yeah, we, we, we normally like also reporting financial details of these, uh, of these um, the details of these deals, but financial details have not been released. So we don't know. This is both private companies, so they don't got to say anything. Um, but I imagine it was in the uh, mid sevens, um, maybe, maybe eight figures. It's a, it's a expensive acquisition. Yeah. Um, got a couple of minutes left. Um, Google pirate update. This is a neat one. Google's updated um, one of its algorithms called the, the pirate update. And, um, the interesting thing about this story is um, in, uh, in, 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 in patenting the, the, the method for the update, Google um, had, to, had to tell the U.S. Copyright Office when a site is caught or, or demoted by this update, the pirate update, the traffic Google search sends to it drops by average 89%. Um, <laughs> so if, 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 if you've got something that is even running close to a DMCA takedown, um, <laughs> you might want to work on um, not violating somebody else's copyright and um, keep your traffic. That's amazing. Yeah, well, one, one thing that was well, something I would be very interested in knowing, and of course they don't have to get this, at least to, to 
to the best of my knowledge, is of that remaining 11%, um, what is that? Like, I would love to know that. Is that just brand with like the movie title? Like basically this is the only possible thing you could be looking for. Like, is that all they're left with or are they still left with some more generalized generic traffic? Uh, and that, that would be interesting to know. Like, do they have anything that would have driven something new to them or is that just gone and they're that punished? And the only thing remaining would be like, you know, not that they fall under this category, but going back to to previous penalties like BMW not ranking for BMW, right? Like, is it is it that sort of? Uh, uh, I'm guessing it's power users who know to start their search on like page 400, right? Right, <laughs> and with a site colon. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's a good question though. What would they, I mean? What 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 would they rank for if if this if hybrid algorithm is is trying to knock them completely out of the SERPs? But I want to know though. So where were these guys like, 50, where was this algorithm 15 years ago when my articles were being pirated left, right, and center? And being, and was, that was the most frustrating thing was to wake up and see somebody making bank off of something that I'd written for, for, for Ross or for you or for somebody else yeah. um, or for myself. Uh, that just drove me crazy. Yeah, I think it drove all of us crazy. Like all of us were just like, because we all had, like that happened. To, I don't think there's a publisher on the planet that, that didn't get hit with that and go, are you kidding me? Like, and then you'd look at like the backlinks of the site that is ranking and go, I, I just don't even know what's going on. <laughs> like, I don't even know how you're ranking, right? Like you, you shouldn't be. And it might just be that you rank for like a day because you're new. Um, but you've stolen a lot of traffic from me in that day. Um, you know, so I, I guess that's, and that's their, their strategy. You just wanted to go all smash on those guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. We got about five minutes left. The only other story that we have on our docket is amazingly complicated. 4DNet, learning multimodal <laughs> alignment for 3D and image inputs in time. Now, I know, I know our listening audience completely understood that because they're very <laughs> smart. Um, but Dave, perhaps you'd be good enough to explain it to, um, I don't know, idiots like me. Yeah, this to me was was super exciting um, when I, I read it. And I, I should note, I haven't read the full paper. Um, I've just read the the post on it that uh, that Google uh, put out just yesterday. Um, but it, to me, what is is very very fascinating about um, the work that they're doing right now isn't even just what it is. And and basically, Cliff Notes is in an autonomous vehicle. They have two different sensor types. One of them uses light. It's really good at basically close range stuff, almost exact. And then it uses some other sensors that are like for further away, doesn't give us an exact picture, right? Like I click notes, that's, that's basically what they're dealing with. They both have different input types, and but they both have different output types. So now what they've done here with 4DNet is created a model that will help them bridge the gap. And not just in this application that would just basically take any two input sensors and then start to figure out in a self-supervised learning fashion how these pieces fit together. Like basically let's send our training bots through or, or training systems through, however, like whatever the application they're working on at the time would be and go, okay, how do the pieces from this sensor and this sensor, how do they work together? It's the first time I've ever seen that where somebody's building models and obviously they're pretty excited about it over at Google. So it's probably the first time it's happened where they're building a model just to merge two completely different input types and go 
find the connections to paint a proper picture of, in this case, the autonomous vehicles, to paint a proper picture of the world with the understanding that some of the sensors are only going to create a picture of this is what's going on right now, whereas others are built, like the models are built to go, we want to see what things are moving to predict where they will be, but they're both taking different pictures and going, okay, let's merge them. What's really, really exciting though to me isn't just what this is. Like, you know, I, I do look forward to autonomous vehicles being a thing. That'll be fantastic. Take some road trips, hop in my car at 11 o'clock at night, hop in the bed in the back because I don't bother needing a seat and then just show up wherever I want to go. Like, I think that's going to be great. <laughs> um, you know, for, for, I mean, not if you run roadside hotels, but, but great for Dave. Um, but Looking forward at all of the variety of different applications that we can think of, this is a sort of technology that will remain an unsung hero because it doesn't, it isn't big and shiny, um, but that will be bridging the gap between so many things, between audio and video, right? And, and sort of like finding the connections between things when we're painting a proper picture in the video game space, um, in, in there'd be lots of um, sort of accessibility um, features that I could see um, building on this and making it possible for prosthetic arms to operate better in 3D space, um, you know, taking in the, the the human's, you know, input and and, and understanding sure. it from that perspective. So uh, to me, it's, it's just really example. exciting. Do, do you know why we need why we need to destroy souls and bodies in Amazon fulfillment centers? Why is that, Jim? Because robots can't figure out distance time and irregular shapes and put it all together at the same time right. right they can figure out irregular shapes but not if distance and time are included they can figure out time but not you know what i mean like they, they can yeah. figure out in, but you put it all together and have them make an assessment very quickly the human brain does it in um nanoseconds and the machine has yet to, but this this may be a practical um work through it may be. And another interesting uh, yesterday, um, Facebook uh, or Meta AI had, had just done a session and they're working on some great things using light as, as sensors. So, but we'll have to get into that maybe next week Indeed, uh, because I, I know we're rounding out the hour here. We are rounding out the hour. Hopefully we, next week we will be coming to you in a calmer world. Um, in the meantime, um, it's been a, uh, Again, it's been a really emotional show. It's been a, a, a difficult show. Um, want to remind you guys of that URL: um, https save a life. I'm sorry, https save life. In. Ua slash en slash donate. Give money to uh, to free Ukraine. Um, and friends, um, write your Congress people. Write your members of Parliament. Stand up and speak up against aggression. We have a global order built on peace and stability, and that peace and stability brings prosperity to all of us and gives us the ability to do really, truly, honestly magical things with our talents. But we don't have that if we're fighting each other. Mm -hmm. It's, um, we've, Dave, Dave we, we're a generation that's grown up entirely in peace, almost, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, we've created some, we've created the internet <laughs> um, as we know it today. Um, we can do amazing things, but we need peace. <coughs> Friends, <Yeah. coughs> uh, it's Jim Hedger from, from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from 
Oh my god, I'm sorry. Weights man. and biases. Weights and biases. Thank you. I keep trying <laughs> to say weights and measure weights and biases. You've been listening to Webcology, recorded live to webcast on the 24th of February, 2022. Gun full circle. Stay safe. Rank well. Be kind to each other. And God and good Lord, let us have peace. We'll talk to you next week. Opinions expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.